you saw at the beginning of this video, I have I have a video, I have a picture of, excuse me, a video of the Summer Olympics in 1972, which opened their ceremony with a song called Summer is a Coming In, a medieval song. And watching this video always started the excitement for the medieval program in my classrooms. If you've arrived here at the blog after purchasing my resource, the Complete Elementary Middle Ages Music Program for fourth and fifth grade, thank you and see the tips that are below. I'm going to add some detail to presenting this very fun musical program and I hope it will answer any questions that you have. It can be a little bit challenging, so I like being able to give everybody what they need. If, you, if you're going to do a similar program, don't give up. You just got to keep after it. If you're thinking about purchasing this product, hopefully this might inspire you. The challenge that the children really like in this musical presentation is the skeleton sword dance. The music is fun and the dance steps and props are a challenge that keeps them engaged. Yes, we can do it. We can do a medieval program for the elementary. Several years ago, my district adopted Amplify CKLA as their K-5 literacy curriculum. In the fourth grade, students study the medieval period, and in the fifth grade, they study the Renaissance period. Some years, I would only do the medieval in the fourth grade. Some years, I would do both fourth and fifth music classes combined, and then I would put together the medieval and the Renaissance. It was a nice challenge for everybody. To coordinate that student learning with this new curriculum, I put together this medieval renaissance program. It involves speakers, recorders, orf instruments, and a medieval sword dance. Wait till you hear more about that medieval sword dance. The full program of materials and resources are available on my Teachers Pay Teachers and Etsy um, stores, and I'll include a link in the bottom of this uh, video. This product contains the entire script for the medieval renaissance program and the script and music can also be used just for medieval. I got the sword dance uh, from uh, Welcome in the Spring. Sorry that this is backwards. It's a wonderful resource. It's also in the uh, uh, links at the bottom. It has many different kinds of medieval songs and it has orf arrangements. It comes with CD. It uh, also has arrangements and orchestrations, as they call it, if we're going to orchestrate our orf instruments. So it's a great resource. This program also could be used by an elementary music teacher, summer music coordinator, drama program director. I use this program for four to eight classes. One year I only had, I decided to only do fourth grade. I had four classes of fourth graders. Then the next year I put the fourth and the fifth together and then I had eight classes and it's doable for sure. Um, I also have more information in the, my blog on trebletrainmusic.com and recommendations for off arrangements, recorder show, showcase and other classroom instruments. Let's talk more about managing the details of presenting a medieval program. One of the most fun things is the sword dance and the orf instrument orchestration is something we also have to manage. You can also just use the recording from Welcome in the Spring for the orf instruments and dance to that. I will say oh, a couple of years it was a little too fast for the class and so I went to a slow downer software and uh, 
slowed it down so it was a little bit more manageable. Some years I would do it slow and then speed it up as we went through the process of learning everything. When we're looking at the orchestration or the orchestra arrangement for our ORF, unfortunately in Welcome in the Spring, it does not include separate parts for the recorders or the, or the alto glockenspiel or soprano glockenspiel. So you'll want to make several copies of the, and then make sure you have copies of the title, cut everything apart, put the instrument parts together on one page. It has an A section and a B section. So that's just a little detail that you'll have to make sure you're looking at and draw it and write it in on the copies. Then what I did is I made copies of everything and reduced it onto half sheets and then uh, pasted it to colored construction paper. So for example, the recorder and the soprano glock, which had the same, paste, the same um, parts I put on a black, uh, alto metallophone was green, so on and so forth. I didn't have a timpani, although there's a timpani part, so I just used some regular drums in the classroom. Had to find some that were pitched near where the music is. And because I usually have players from different classrooms sharing, the cl sharing the other classes with a co-teacher, I oftentimes would mount a labeled file folder near the ORF instruments, and I would color code those. So then the kids could come in, if they're playing alto, xylophone, they could come in and get their color uh, part, put it on the instrument and practice that as we're getting set up. And then they were in charge of putting that away at the end of the class so that the next class would be ready to pull out their music. It's just one more way of get, making sure that those logistics work. Uh, just, no, just another reminder, yes, you can just use this CD and you don't even have to use uh, the orchestration depending on what level your classes are at. Let's talk about the dance logistics. Oh, there's so much fun. I think right from the beginning, you're going to, going to want to reach out to parents and parents, as you well know, want to help in any way possible. Check with your parent club to see if there's any woodworkers that could take on the project of making swords. The swords are made with a 36-inch 36, 36 lattice, which is sold in a bundle in that size at the home building stores. Um, here's an example of the sword, and this is after manufacturing. And I had one teacher, I had one uh, parent that was just really great at doing the swords in one year, went the distance to sand everything kind of formed the end to look more medieval, and then wrapped it with tape to make sure their hands were protected. They even pointed, they even fixed the end. I recommend not going too sharp or too pointy because then people get excited, as you can imagine. Let's see. Um, they look fancy, but you know what? They're just regular. They're nothing exciting. I don't, they're not, they shouldn't take too much time. One year, I also gave uh, this project to the high school uh, shop, and that was a little bit more challenging depending on what the skill level is and their supervision is from the teacher, just saying. Another thing is this project can be overwhelming to the parents, so be sure that, and the woodworkers that are doing this project, so make sure that you're you know, connecting with them, making sure it's not too much, and maybe even two families could be working on that at the same time. I always keep a, a bundle of the unfinished lattices uh, for practicing, and they don't get a, a finished one until we've decided who's going to be the final dancers. I think that's a nice incentive as well. 
You're going to need one sword per dancer, and if you have a partner teacher, it's easy, easier if a group of the six that you eventually choose to be in the dance are from the same class. This depends on how much space, you know, how many, how many groups of dancers that you want. It's going to depend on what your space is limited to. I had a big gym, so I was able to use six groups of six, and that really worked out well for me, and it's a manageable size. Let's see. Another thing, I'd, I'll give you another teacher tip. You're going to want to make sure, too, that when you're picking your dancers is that you plan on people being ill. And so always choose a few more and then have them practice subbing in as often as possible so that on concert day, everybody's ready for that dance. How do we practice the dance? Well, what I like to do is start with a full circle and no swords in their hands. And it's a good way to, after we kind of get the movements and where we're going, then I'll let them get a lattice and practice with the lattice. I like to use uh, Phyllis Weikert's movement directions, which are forward, backward, in and out. And we talk about the dance terms and where we're going, what are we going to do? And those are most of the terms you need for this dance. Uh, I also simplified this dance some years. Uh, the original that comes with the um, that comes with Welcome in the Spring. It's 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 doable. It just would take a lot more practice. So be sure that you're looking at the videos of the dance. Uh, I took out the stepping over the swords that made it more accessible for the groups that I was using. Uh, you want to shadow practice with your hands with and without the swords. Now you should put a large chart up on the wall with a one word reminders and how many numbers of beats are we walking in that circle. Uh, next I divided the groups, groups of six into groups of six and then I add the swords and it's just random groups so I can get used to working with all kinds of different uh, people from different classes. The other thing I do is I have buckets in the area where we're working. They get their bucket, they get their sword out of the bucket. I'll look to see which group is, is doing the best job. I'll say, okay, group number five, go get your swords. And they have to practice walking to get the swords and walking back. Also making sure they're not tapping it on the way back and on the way there. Um, for the concert, you're going to want several more buckets around so that it, there isn't a uh, crowd getting trying to get their swords all at the same time. Students are in charge of putting their swords away. Oftentimes, if a student makes a mistake with how they used in, that sword in the dance practice, I say, just put it in the bucket and let me know when you're ready to go give it a try and give them another chance and they can go get the, uh, the, the sword out of the bucket. They really like that. It's really a fun dance and the music is fun. It's lilting and it just makes kids want to dance. Most of the children are going to want to dance. And so it's hard to decide who's going to dance. And one method or system that I use is that I have a bucket or a basket of clothespins. And I, as the kids are dancing and I'm watching and the music is going, I'll give them a hand, I'll give them a, um, uh, 
I'll clip on a clothespin. I don't give it to them because they have to use their hands and the sores. So I'll just put a clip on there and then I let them know ahead of time at the end if they're interested in doing the dance, they need to put their name on the clothespin and then they pop it in a basket and I label it by the class. And then I can go back and say, okay, these are the kids that did a really good job or were interested in it. If they don't want to dance, they don't have to put their name on a clip and they can do a paper um, a clothespin and they can just put it away and that's okay too. Here's some costume ideas for those dances. One of the things I like to do is to give some color and that is uh, put some scarves on their belt. So again, you can use a, a clip. These happen to be plastic, but they could also just be regular wood. And that could be clipped to their belt. You might ask them to wear a belt or they can clip it onto the side of their pants or their shirt, whichever works better. And the movement while they're dancing really adds a lot of color. I have a whole class set of different colors. I think every color of the rainbow would be great and that would really give a medieval feel to it. Another thing that I add is, uh, is bells, and bells were very um, popular in the medieval period, and they would um, attach their belts, the bells to their clothing as well. So I've got some bells. You can get them in a bag on Amazon or, or any of your craft stores. Then I put some Christmas ribbon and hooked two together, and then I took this part and then uh, either um, safety pinned it or paper clipped it or some kind of clip or even a um, clothespin to the top of their socks. So if you want to encourage them to wear shorts or wear a skirt and put it at the top of their, maybe wear some knee highs, it really works out good. You can even put it right on their shoes if you want to. This takes a little bit more planning and you're going to need some parents to help on the day of costume making, getting everything on those shoes and socks and and the scarves has a little takes a little bit, but more manpower. And as the as the lead teacher, you can't do it all. I really like providing students with a takeaway from these kind of programs. So I put together a uh, resource, Middle of, Music of the Middle Ages, and it's a student booklet that can be used both for rehearsal and then also vocabulary resource. There's a vocabulary worksheet in the packet that you can you can print and have that be a culminating, that could be a, a pre-assessment, uh, it could be the formative and post-assessment on the vocabulary. There's in the booklet there's a history of music notation which is really fun. The student booklet is ready for copying into booklet form and I had a great secretary at my school that could just take that, knew all the buttons to push where it would create small booklets, just like this one, um, and then it would staple it automatically. This is a time-consuming thing, so if you don't already know how to do and have that setting on your printer, be sure and get some help. And then they would put their name as a place for their name, and that's also in the Teacher Pay Teacher Etsy resource. And then samples of the different kinds of music, samples of the dancing, samples of the sword dance, all of that's really a nice way to have something, a resource, a takeaway, and then also to send home. Some songs that are in the program besides Summers Are Coming In, which you heard right from the beginning, is Peace Cannon. And what a wonderful piece of music that one is. It's very calming, and it's a modern composition, but it's written to imitate a medieval period. I also have some directions on instruments to add. And then also, um, 
updates done in around one year, what we did is we would have had different classes coming in from different doors into the gym and they sang the Peace Canon. And that was a very easy one to do. And we really liked that. Uh, I added xylophones. I added drums. You can, and I have all of the directions on my website, on my blog of what are the arrangements that I use for those. And I added those also into my Teacher Pay Teacher product and Etsy products. Another song was called Simply Gregorian, and it really is a modern one with a twist on how that sounds. And I was so lucky several years in a row. I had um, fourth and fifth grader, fourth or fifth grader, and one year was a fourth, one was a fifth, who just had great pitch, and she was able to sing that song a cappella. And then we added the piano backing and we added the choir and we added all of the kids singing. And what a wonderful moment to hear a child sing a cappella on this wonderful song. So that's one of the things, one of the arrangements you could think about. It could be only it could be a small group of kids, and I think that would work as well. I only had one dulcimer, but I did find a way to add that into our instruments as well, because that's a period instrument from way back then. Summers are coming in, the song you heard it right at the beginning. We added some tambourine in a Renaissance style. We added the bass xylophone and the alto xylophone. I gave, and there's directions here uh, on that product in my blog. Even added a guitar and made it a, just a C chord steady beat. I know some years I'd add a ukulele because I had ukuleles. I thought, well, why not? Let's pretend that they were medieval. Uh, Green Sleeves was a song I added for Renaissance. And again, it was guitar, and the guitar chords are included in our um, in in the resource that I've included for this product. Oh, let's see what else can I add. Let me see. One of the things that I made sure that I did too is there's so many things going on in this musical program. In order to help the final organization of singers, dancers, and speakers and instrument players, I made a half-sheet survey form for the children. Once I'd introduced a little bit of all the program ideas and the dance, then they could indicate their main desired part in the program on the survey. They could choose, I just want to sing, I just want to dance, I want to sing and dance, and I asked them to at least list two of them. So I, that gave me some flexibility if I had too many dancers or if I had too many xylophone players, they'd add their classroom teacher's name and their name to it. Then I'd go through the list and I'd see who was interested in playing what. Then I'd check back with them and I'd say, does this work for you? Does that work for you? But I did double check that everyone's going to sing. Not everyone is going to sing and play instruments. Well, that's a lot about putting it, putting together a medieval renaissance program. I hope you got some takeaways out of that or ways to modify what you're doing in your program. Give it a try. You'll find this is the most fun musical program. Take some organization, doesn't everything. And you know what? You're not going to regret giving it a try. Let me know if you have any questions. Love to hear from anybody that has tried this as well. And I look forward to hearing some really cool things from you.